This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. And welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Sunday morning. How about that Texans win yesterday? Man, H-Town's buzzing right now. Well, I'm Captain Mickey Eastman. Producing the Outdoor Show this morning is Jace. And our sponsors today, the Belleville Meat Market, Boyd's One Stop, and Mainstream Marketing. All right, weather. 56 on the island down in Galveston right now. And got a slight southerly flow. Not much wind at all. Maybe about 6 miles an hour, but... uh Sun and clouds today, they'll be mixed. High near 60. Winds will be north-northeast 15 to 25. And for tonight, cloudy with a low of 44, north-northeast 15 to 25. About a 20% chance of rain. And then for tomorrow, rain chances pick up with about a 50% chance. Overcast with showers becoming windy in the afternoon. And highs will be about 47 degrees. North winds 20 to 30. 50% chance of rain. I don't think uh, we're going to get any of the freezing stuff along the coast. They will north of town, but uh, we're all prepared. I think it's uh, a lot of hype being blown out of proportion. Hope to, hopefully they're not uh, too much on the money. But anyway, that's uh, that's forecasting weather. It's part of it. All right, looking at tides for today. These are Galveston Channel tide predictions. We have three of them. We had a high at 3.47 a.m. It just occurred. It was a 1.0 down at the Galveston Channel, a low at 12.05 p.m., a negative 0.7. Then we'll have a high at 8.05 p.m., an 0.9. 7.14 a.m. at sunrise, 5.42 p.m. sunset or moon phase, 7% current conditions. Right now at the Galveston Channel, it's 60 degrees with 60-degree water. South-southeast at 2. Eagle Point is 57 degrees with 56 degree water south southwest at six and uh morgan's point pretty much the same 57 degrees with 57 degree water and a south southeast wind at two so wind's not a big factor today might be the last day you want to fish and enjoy it until uh later on next week quite uh 
quite gnarly temperatures and forecast ahead of us. But anyway, all right, well, let's uh, let's head over to the Tri-Bay area and see if the hammer's alive and well this morning. Good morning, Glenn. How you doing? Hey, good morning, Captain Mickey. Doing just fine. Thanks, buddy. Well? Well, it was a long night uh, cooking them briskets with that wind blowing the way it was Friday night. Uh, I got her done, but, man, that pit just didn't want to heat up with that 40-mile-an-hour wind blowing. But uh, we got her done. Uh, people were real, real happy with the, with the product uh, yesterday. So, anyway... That was uh that was how I spent my Friday, and uh, Friday, actually uh, Friday night, man. I'm it just it was we were taking shifts. I think I got up uh, 1.30 in the morning, went out and restoked it, and then I got up at four o'clock and ran out. You know, just trying to trying to keep logs on it, buddy. Uh, I got this oak, this, and I mean it's a big old chunks of oak, and this stuff is so solid, man. You talking about burn for hours and hours and hours. Mm. Uh, had a had a real good time. Uh, anyway, uh, our tides again were yesterday were just uh, uh, non-existent in the afternoon. I mean, just no water at all in the bay. I mean, very very low. Well, and that's what I blow, you know, what was it Thursday? Uh, son of a gun. Yeah, that was that yeah. was a honker. A buddy of mine um, that fishes regularly in Christmas Bay and. San Louis Pass area. Well, about it was two weeks ago. I was on. I was uh, out at the ranch in Sweeney when he called, but he had launched right there at the old uh, Size Bay camp and mm-hmm. uh, on Christmas Bay. And he, he come out of that ran- come out of that launch into Christmas Bay and hooked them right. And you go uh, to run up Churchill Bayou, right? And he and he didn't run up Churchill Bayo. He ran right up on a sandbar like I did. Yeah, he, long he, he missed it. I've done, I did that years ago. Me and James did coming out of there outside. One Man, time. he was so low, Captain Mickey. He <laughs> couldn't get any help. Here I was out at the deer lease. I couldn't help him. But uh, he stayed all afternoon The tide, and, and had to walk out of there. He walked out of there. Wow. And, uh you know, had to leave his boat. He had to leave his boat and gear and all that stuff, man, all night. The next day, he had to borrow somebody's ca- uh, kayak, not a kayak, but a canoe, to to get out there to get his boat when the when the water finally came back in. Like it took it a man. whole day and a half for for the tide to come back in. And like I said, he's really, really an experienced uh, fisherman. He knows the bays real, real well, and it can happen to anybody in a heartbeat. You know our bays and those those shallow sandbars and stuff like that. They they shift around and move around. But uh, oh, yeah. anyway, like I said, he knows his he knows his way around the bay, and it happened to him. It wasn't that long ago this summer when it happened to me too, buddy. And had had I not had a friend with a big old two fifty on the back of his boat, I probably wouldn't have got out of there. But it took three of us pushing my boat. And then him in his boat with a rope tied around to get me off that thing. It happens, you know. You, I, I went to dodge a, uh, a kayaker that was sitting there, and I said, "Well, he's he's on the outside bend of the channel. That's the deepest part, but I'll just go around him." Man, and I came to a screeching stop. <laughs> that, that was a stop, believe. But anyway, our bays are very very shallow this time of year, and I mean 
really, really shallow. So if you want to learn the area, you can come down and drive around and just look around, you know, and stay in the deeper part of the bay and just get, a, get you a good visual on, on what's going on down here and how the reefs have multiplied. And Man, there's there's reefs now where it used to be a little uh, a little island, you know, with grass and nesting areas and stuff. And now there's, there's just nothing but a few, uh, just some oyster shell uh, right below the surface, you know, and those islands, you can't see them no more. You go, man, I know we used to get off right here. And uh, this was a big nesting area. And this was over in Christmas Bay and uh, Drum Bay and all those little islands and stuff have gone. They're deteriorated. I mean, it's a, it's amazing how fast our stuff is just uh, evaporating right before our eyes. Uh, we're very blessed to have the area that we do. Uh, I know I'm I'm so thankful. I, I hung around here. I had uh, my brother and him trying to get me to move down to Port Isabel to, to do my guide service. And then I had a buddy uh, living over there in Matagorda, and he, he wanted me to come over there and do my guide service in Matagorda. And somehow or another, I just stuck around this neighborhood and, and just figured these figured this out. And uh, I'm quite comfortable over here, Captain Mickey. I don't think I'm going anywhere. I hope I don't. <laughs> but wow. now fishing should be good, man. Like you said, water temperature 60 degrees this morning. Might as well enjoy that because it's going to take a drop. I mean, yeah, uh, it's through the bay. It's anywhere from about 54 to 60. Just depends. Well, that's perfect. That to me for winter fishing, that's a that's good temperature. But uh, I'm not going out. I'm not going even mess with it i know today is going to be the the little window of opportunity you know because here it comes and you know, pets pipes and plants and we're going to spend the next couple of days making sure we don't go through what we went through uh, a couple of years ago when we had that hard freeze yeah i don't think this is going to be anywhere near that so we'll be there. Well, i'm gonna i'm gonna fill up some five gallon buckets for the toilet and i'm gonna shut my water off and i'm gonna drain the pipes as time we 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 switched over from pvc to that peck and uh mo all, all of the pipes that are exposed uh are uh are peck now anyway so they're they're, they're not exposed they're, they got them wrapped up and stuff but uh you know that stuff will still freeze it doesn't split the pipe but it it'll still freeze uh inside that plastic tubing you know that's what that's the problem we had when you had that big freeze uh, the, the, we couldn't get the water to come out of the pipes and it was, water was turned on and it, it, it had froze and we had to give it time to thaw out. And so yeah. anyway, that stuff's not foolproof either, but let's see, uh, a couple of the bay camps are closed up for the winter down here. You may be kind of surprised if you come over that levee road and you, you don't see one of these places open because, uh, they're, they've kind of just shut down and not much going on and cost them more money to haul bait in. You know, they got a trailer. It ain't nothing. Uh, I don't think they're getting any shrimp locally. If they are, they're, they're very few. But uh, anyway, our bait camps uh, are, are holding some bait. I did see some flags out, but they, they don't last long. They sell out before midday, you know. Yeah, it's just that time of year. It's, you know, it's going to be scarce. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um Man, what a game. I do remember watching that one last night, though. That was a game. 40-something points. Man, they do it. I hope they save something for whoever 
Well, yeah, who do you think going to finish that? That's pretty, uh, that was pretty impressive. 45 points. Of Two where pick did sixes. Defense got us 14 or 12. Uh, a couple pick know? sixes. That's right. Man. No, I don't. That was a great game. Hey, whenever we win, it was a great game. <laughs> but uh, I think this team is surprising herself uh, along with a whole bunch of other people. But, uh, man, that coach has them playing. And uh, these guys, you just – I don't know, man. I'm I'm just so proud of them to come from so far down to so far, you know, to, to win a playoff game. Holy moly. That yeah, was an enjoyable – Look back in the regular season, there was – Two or three games that got away from us, we should, we could have won, and uh, they, they I know did it. a fine job. Well, it all fell into place when we won the division. That helped get that first playoff game at home and get a little momentum. Oh, you never know what might happen on the road, bud. Just you might. never do. You, you, you never, never it's do. The NFL. <laughs> That's right. Um, but if anybody's coming down in our area, uh, I do have an open boat today. I don't have anything going on. I think I'm just going to rest after the night before last. Uh, I'm going to try to catch up on some rest today and just take it easy. And good luck to you if you're going fishing. And if you get any trouble down here, y'all call me. I got a boat and I can come get you. I'll try to try to figure it out wherever you are. Yeah, uh, but it's that sandbar at size. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's a that's a booger right there, buddy. I mean, you you think you got it, and all of a sudden you're in about four no, inches that's... of water, sitting on grass. Dry ground. Yeah, well, one way or the other. You get a lot over of places just... like that up and down the coast that uh, can make you have a bad day. Right. Well, and then right there at the pass, too, uh, where St. Louis uh, comes in to Cold oh, Pass. Yeah. And Cold Pass comes into Christmas and all that. Those deep guts and stuff, man, they carry that water through there and they, they dig those trenches out. And, and like I said, you get just a foot or two over to the right a little too much, you're done, buddy. You got to be right on the money and take it easy. Wind uh, and currents change the it, bottom boss. constantly. That's been going on all my life. Hearing about it behind San Louis Pass. That's uh, mm-hmm. that's the way changes, it is. Changes, changes all the time. You got to uh, stick yes, with sir. it, stay with it, just uh, document it and, and log it and track it and mark it and whatever else you can do because. Uh, Man, it, it changes a lot down here, but it really does. All right, Hammer. Well, hey, somebody wants to give you a call, give them a number, man. Yes, sir. They can always reach me at 713-208-0683. Happy fun Sunday to everybody, and go Texans. All right, buddy. See you, Glenn. Y'all have a good one. Yes, sir. Later. All right, that's the Hammer down in the Tri-Bay area. Well, the Belleville Meat Market, what a great place to have all your processing done for wild game and and shop for quality cuts of grade A pork, beef, and chicken. Nothing beats the Belleville Meat Market, their quality and service. And every week they feature, they double feature actually a couple of their pecan smoked sausage blends. They've got dozens of them. You can try it before you buy it. Free samples are always available. And check out their full menu on Pecan Smoke Barbecue. They serve that Monday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And their wild game processing, they're, you know, they do it seven days a week right now. And uh, check out their Vinny Dogs and Hog Dogs they're making. That's homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pig. Bring something home from your hunt. The entire family can enjoy all year long. Their processing facility, open Monday through Saturday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. 
Station, the Belleville celebrating over 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, it's 418 here in the Bayou City. Let's run down to Freeport now. Let's check in with Captain Jeff Naylor, see what he's up to this morning. Morning, Jeff. What's up? What's up, Captain Mickey? How you doing this morning? Oh, just hanging out, man. I know that's right, man. It's uh, this old wind out here in the back of the house is just flat, flat. You know, it gets yeah, it a little is calm for the morning. storm. Calm yeah. before the storm, you got it. Well, I tell you what, man that that uh, uh that tide has been a just a bull tide the last couple of days. I mean, dramatic, dramatic. You know, it's uh it's real strange what it does to some of the fish up here. You know, it it uh before that bull tide, I mean, it's it was just kind of full of bait back here in the old river in Freeport, and and uh, after that bull tide, the last couple nights it's been just slow. I mean, dead slow. It came back after that last blow. You know, it. I mean, I, I bet that tide dropped four feet with that blow, and then it came back. It's probably about the uh, the second worst tide I've seen. It's, you know, the second you know, fullest outgoing tide I've seen uh, since I've been here. Probably about four years. It was a good one. I mean, it it had some of these boats sitting on the on the ground <laughs> yesterday. <bet> it did. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty crazy. 
But, uh, you know, man, I mean, everybody's kind of watching for that uh, weather window. You know, I wanted to do some wahoo fishing yesterday after the show and met up with buddies of mine down at uh, the marina. And they're in the uh, um, Winter Wahoo Championship here in Freeport. And they, they had – it was a it's a three-fish uh, stringer, and, and they got all three. The uh, It goes till April, I believe it is, and uh, – but they had a couple of 45s, uh, like a 41. Not real big ones, but, you know, they were decent size. Um, I know they got on the board, so. Yeah, they're on what the board, and uh, all I can do is better that now. That's it. That's it. The bite was a little slow, they said, uh, you know, but uh, sometimes it happens that way. Um, but, you know, everybody, again, just waiting on that weather window, and it just not – I mean, it wasn't here this weekend. Just a little tight, yeah. But uh, but yeah, man. Other than that, just uh, you know, tinkering around here, trying to get ready for that freeze. I guess. Well, no. Uh, I was looking at the weather yesterday. It looks like it might it may stall out a little bit, so we may not get bit as hard as you know it was previously forecasted. At least that's what the wife says. So, uh, yeah, well, I'm hoping it gets better every hour. <laughs> I keep backing <laughs> yeah. off on it. That's good. That's yeah, good. Like, you know, had everybody all panicking and thinking it was going to be like in, you know, that February 21 deal. But it, uh, it's going to have to get a little better than it is right now to compare to that. So we'll live yeah, another hopefully. day. Hopefully, hopefully we just uh, scoot, scoot by with just a couple of nights of getting real cold and then coming back during the daytime. I really, I want to say the one last year was probably, you know, looked like it was a little bit worse maybe than the one, you know, that yeah. was coming. So, um, I don't know. Okay, I was watching the, uh, how about them Texans, huh? Holy cow. Oh, how about that? Man. Whew, man. Yeah, that as a matter of fact, Casey's. Casey's not here this morning. He went to the game last night, so he's uh, yeah, he didn't There's make a it. A lot of Texans fans that are probably still celebrating. <laughs> oh man, that was Party a heck zone, of a game, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. And then the Kansas City game right behind it. You know, it's uh, uh they said that they have a heating system on that field, and it was still solid blocks of ice, like negative oh, yeah, twenty. It was just rock hard, man. <laughs> What was the game time wind chill? Twenty three below or something, or twenty four below? Golly! Oh, buddy, you know, and Miami of all teams playing, you know. Yeah, well, but, that's uh, luck of the draw. They should have won a couple more games and got home field advantage. Yeah, Mahomes so looked good though, especially for these Southern teams. But you know, this day and age, you'd think everybody'd have indoor stadiums. Sure. Yeah. Just for things That's like that. I mean, I like, I like the outdoor atmosphere, but I mean, you got to draw the line somewhere. Didn't they cancel the Buffalo game for today? The They're going to move it to Monday because, <laughs> I mean, they're supposed to get like a foot of snow during the ball game, so they slid that over. Yeah, yeah, they did. As a matter of fact, yeah. It, uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, other places this cold front just kicking butt, you know, and down here, hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully it stays, you know, stays at bay for a little bit. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, that was, it was a great game. But, 
that I mean to your point, you know, that's exactly right. I mean, you know, Green Bay, all that, you know, those stadiums been there forever. I mean, I you're right. I can't believe they're not indoors. I tell you what, we went to a UT game this last year. That was my first UT UT game to go to in a little while. It was I'll say it was uh later in the season. It it, it was about 72 degrees, you know, ambient temperature outside. But you get in that stadium, well, you know, shoulder to shoulder with people. Yeah, it warms Ooh, up. Man. man. Body cooked. <laughs> yeah. It was miserable at points, you know. And uh but yeah, I mean to your point, you know, if you have a little roof over there, it sure helps, you know, the fan base anyways. Yeah, it's good for the fans. And it's yeah. not as hard on the players you think. They're you know, they got adrenaline flowing and they're moving, they're warm and and uh it helps, but when you're sitting in the stands, you can get pretty cold. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Part of the game, well, man. That's it. You know, other than that, man, we're, uh, we've been, I've been kind of watching for boats. I don't, I don't know why I got boat fever again. Kind of oh. interested. Yeah. <laughs> this could get expensive. You know, the, uh, I mean, the, this boat market is blowing up. I mean, it's, it's just got, there's so many boats on the market right now. It's uh, it's going to be interesting to see what this summer looks like, you know, in terms of prices and stuff. But, you know, I still see a lot of your bay boats, you know, uh, different different models and stuff like that going for 100 plus, you know. So I, I can't make sense of it all. It's not. Oh, I can't either. It, uh, I never thought I'd see, you know, just inshore fishing rigs costing up to a quarter million dollars that's i mean come on that that's crazy that's Go insane catch a speckled trout my goodness gracious <laughs> oh man you know in the offshore boats it's it's you know I, I think i mean don't get me wrong quarter million dollars for for bay boats unbelievable that it just uh there, there's something really wrong with that but uh you know the offshore boats some of the you know better styles and stuff like that, you know, kind of going along the same lines. I mean, they're two and three-fold what they should be. And, you know, they're still holding those prices. I'm just assuming that there's more on the market because people aren't buying them. I mean, I, you know, at some point you think those prices got to come down. I mean, something's got to get. I've never, I've never seen them come back down. You know, inflation isn't that, that bad. I mean, it's bad, but, I mean, for the boat prices to – uh double in price and all that it's just crazy oh yeah it just uh there's nothing really affordable for the average joe anymore i mean a gar rig's 80 grand oh i'm telling you i mean we were looking at the other day <clears throat> little you know flounder rigs and stuff like that and i'm talking you know 16 foot double wide flat bottoms or 15 grand you know that's just uh that's crazy you know <clears throat> But yeah, uh, that's that's without an engine. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, I guess that's just what we're about to start living with, you know, from here on out. I mean, you know, with the with the interest rates, though, man. I mean, like I said, I was I was just doing the math on some of the boats. Yeah, boat <clears throat> interest rates are what's uh, man. That's they're 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 high. Seven, eight, nine percent. You know, with the with the inflation of the prices, it's. I mean. I don't see how you can afford it. It's just, uh, it's crazy. And then, you know, on top of that, 
<clears throat> the real struggle is you get you get this half a million dollar boat and you struggle to pay make that payment each month, but the insurance they want to cover half a million too. So you're trying to cover that much insurance. I mean, it's just I mean, you gotta be a gazillionaire to to you know, get exactly. any kind of decent newer boat. Well, it just prices the average Joe out of the market, man. You know, that, uh, I guess that's good for guides. You know, if it, uh, floats and it goes, just rent it, you know, just hire a guide, I guess. I don't know, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that's I mean, a cheaper way to go. Get some buddies together and, uh, pool your money and, and hire a boat. That's but, true. A lot of people like their independence and do do their own thing and go when they want to and when they can and it just it sure has changed the game a lot really has sure has you know it certainly helped our industry a lot in the offshore side because you know just with the you know how high prices are and everything I mean it definitely it is it is more economical for a group of guys like you said to come fishing with me and uh, you know one two days a year whatever they may spend, you know, on a boat nowadays, you have far less, far more than what it costs to go with me for a couple of days. You don't have to do anything at the end, you know, you walk off the boat. So, uh, it's been good for our business, you know, don't get me wrong now for, for our, you know, as far as getting a new boat, eh, maybe not, but, uh, I think I'll be holding off. I don't know, man, it's not looking good. It's, uh, Maybe, maybe maybe a great deal walkthrough. Who knows? Yeah. Did but, you ever uh, sell those three Honda engines you had? I still have not. You know, I've got a guy that uh, that was interested. That was my first little bit of interest in a long time was uh, this weekend. So uh, we'll see how that plays out. But, no, I sure haven't. And, and I mean, that, that was very, very, very surprising. You know, I honestly thought that they would go real quick, and they didn't. And it's been – you know, and people tell me, you know, they call me and tell me the same thing. I mean, you know, just they're they're not able to, you know, afford it right now or this and that. Everybody's just kind of keeping real tight, you know. Everybody's tire kicking right now. <laughs> I mean, you know, and at some point, you know, with, with, with my deal with Honda, you know, I do have to get rid of them. I mean, that's just the purpose of the whole program. But, you know, um, I mean – I'm trying not to take a hit too bad, but we'll see. I mean, I've got 2023 motors coming, so I mean, I, I, I'm be stuck with you know two sets at that point. Oh boy, money's one thing, but you know, floor space is another. Man, we're losing real estate here, you know. <laughs> but uh, kidding. If anybody out there wants a triple set of beautiful? You know, very well maintained motors. Mint Please condition. give me a call. Yeah, they are. We'll it's make... like buying a new engine. They're they are they are, and this you know this set right here that I have now. Uh, I I got let's see, I got them late in 2022, and so my 23 motors came real early. They came like, I uh, yeah, I think I only had those motors on those 22 motors on my boat for maybe three months right towards the end of the season yeah. and uh you know and then i took them off pretty quickly i was uh you know getting started replacing tanks and everything so i pulled them off pretty quick and put them in their crates and all that and like i said the 23 motors came real early and uh <clears throat> just ran with them so i mean they're, they're probably one of the lightest used sets that i've had so far right and uh 
you know, with with me, I always follow up. Like I, I'll, I'll sell my motors to whoever, and and mm-hmm. you know, whoever ends up buying them, I, I tend to uh, uh, walk them through all the scenarios. We talk about how to set them up and all that kind of stuff. Just kind of what I've done, and and every every person I've sold them to has been, you know, pleasantly surprised at what uh, the economical value, you know, what yeah. they've done to the boat and all that kind of stuff. So. Got you. Let me knock this break out. I'll be right back at you, man. Hang on, Jeff. All right. Well, I need to take a moment to tell everybody about the Belleville Meat Market. They're easy to find. They're right in downtown Belleville. They're an easy drive from Sealy at I-10 or Hempstead at 290. And every week they double feature their pecan smoked sausage, all the different blends they have. You can try it before you buy it. Free samples are always available there in their store. And a full menu of pecan smoked barbecue. They serve that Monday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And, you know, if you're looking for uh, a great place to have all your wild game processing done, nothing beats the Belleville Meat Market. I'm on my 16th season with them, and I couldn't be more impressed. It gets better every year. And they're making Vinny dogs and hog dogs using your venison and wild pigs. You can bring something home from your hunt. The entire family can enjoy all year long. And their processing facility their hours this time of year are Monday through Saturday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., Sundays, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. And the Belleville Meat Market is celebrating over 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Sunday morning. All right, it's 436 here in the Bayou City. All right, Naylor, we're back. Back in action. Yeah. Hey, so yeah. I guess, uh, yeah. well, Casey, he's recovering from the game, I'm sure. And uh, what happened to old Captain Monty this morning? Oh, Monty, man. He, uh, he's he been over there working <laughs> on that Mako, man. And he's, uh, man, he's. He's down in the in the nitty gritty of things, so I, I didn't bother him this morning or yesterday. He's uh, been yeah. down at the bottom of the hole. <laughs> I mean, it's some tight places from what I hear. So, 
uh, yeah, he'll probably he he might be out one or two weeks. He's he's ju- he's got the final little push to uh, fiberglass inside the boat, and uh, they're putting the transom on. And I think after that, he'll be uh, smooth sailing. But uh, well, that's a yeah, lot he's of been work. In the thick of it. Whoo, let me tell you. I mean, there's a lot of work on a 36. It's a lot of work. You know, it, it, it's a lot of fiberglass on a 36, you know, much more than a 25 or 26-foot boat. But I tell you what, them little crawl spaces on a 25-foot, much smaller than a 36. <laughs> yeah, that's it's tight. Uh, you got to be a little spider monkey to get down in there and do some of that work. Boy, you ain't kidding. You are not kidding. You know, and he's – in. Early on, you know, I, I him and I talked about it. You know, I, I, I did the year before. I did the a bay boat. Uh, I rebuilt it completely, uh, a J8 center console boat. And then I then I rebuilt the 36 last year. And, uh, you know, when he started in on this Mako, you know, basically, you know, we went over it, which I've done with several other people. You know, how much does it cost? You know, wh- where do you get the best materials? What kind of materials are, you know, this and that and the other. And very rarely have I found that rebuilding the boat is any cheaper than just going to buying it already done. True. You know what I mean? Exactly. But, Probably more. Yeah. But you do have the ability to kind of customize it the way you want to. And that's kind of the added benefit to it. You know, you're not just taking somebody else's and trying to rework it to what you like. You know, you can build it up as you like. And uh, so that there is an advantage to that. But, yeah, ultimately – there is no cost savings, very rarely. You know, and the real sad no. part about it is um, when you rebuild a boat like that, you tend to add more weight to it. Yeah, you take a bunch of stuff out, but when you're laying back, you tend to gain weight uh, because you're adding more than what was in there before, typically. And uh, so you kind of got to be careful on that on that note. But that boat right there, that 26, I think it was a 26-1 I think he has, he swears that's the best riding boat there is in that class. You know, um, I recall, you know, riding some of those boats back in the day and thinking it was a real good ride. But, you know, I uh, hadn't been in one a long time. But I tell you what, you look on some of those Mako, uh, you know, groups and stuff like that, boat groups, I mean, that's a huge fad to rebuild these things, you know, bring some of those old boats back. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's I ran it's Mako whole, back in the day, but uh... – when you get up in that 25, 26-foot class, out of all the boats I ran, nothing would compare to that uh, 25 Hydrosport, that 2,500 Vector I had. That, the cat's meow, huh? That, you want to ride? That's the boat. That is it. That's the cat's whisker. That boat you know what? That I'll... beast for, for a 25-footer, it just, you just didn't back down from anything. Just throttle yeah. up and let's go, boys. Hang on. <laughs> You know, I was surprised when 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 they started gutting that 25 Mako, the stringers. It does have stringer systems in it, but the real the real short, and they don't come up to the floor. Basically, that whole entire floor was basically uh, just foamed in. That was it. You know, which is real real different from what I see in the newer boats. You know, you right. typically have a stringer system that comes up. Yeah, to you the want floor. that stringer system really to come all the way up to the floor, the floor to sit on it. It, it yes, and, and more because I think that foam definitely the foam over time tends to shrink a little bit. Now, I found that foam in those '80s boats and early '90s boats is a lot. It, it doesn't 
decompose nearly as bad as the foam that we have today. And it doesn't seem to soak up as much water either. So I don't, I know that around in that 90s to 2000 era, you know, the EPA laws and stuff like that changed and, and some of the residents and stuff like that changed to coincide with that. Maybe that has something to do with it. But I was very, very surprised, you know, when we when Monty tore that boat apart for the first time, how how the how much foam was actually in it and how much foam was actually the support supporting system of the yeah. entire boat. And uh you know, like I said, it they they claim it's one of the best riding boats there is, you know. I probably probably not as good as that vector i'm sure but uh you know i'd be interested no to it, take it was a good ride that boat that you're talking about monty's boat it was a great riding boat but uh the hiders ford had it whatever happened to them i mean what was the what was the uh well you know uh i think earl bentz ended up with that company you know like triton and everything else and and they did some change-ups uh, mine was a Kevlar hull, which lightened it up. And I thought, well, you know, that might sacrifice the ride somewhat, but it didn't. You just didn't back down. It was just, it was a bulletproof boat. You yeah. Couldn't, you couldn't destroy it. And uh, it, uh, mine ended up, a guy bought it in, uh, I think in South Carolina, he's still running tuna trips out of it. Golly. That boat was an 80, what was that, an 88 model, 89? It was it was the last year they made the Kevl, full Kevlar, in that twenty twenty five, and it you, you just it was just an incredible boat. It was just yeah, uh, but it got to the point where when fuel costs started going up and rising, you know, for bay fishing and what I was doing, it was just too expensive to run. You know, putting two yeah. two engines on it every year and just it it just got out of hand for me to make ends meet. You know, guiding with it. And, uh, sure, but I miss it every day. I wish I'd have just kept it. <laughs> well, you know, shoulda, coulda, but didn't. It's shoulda, always coulda, what, what we yeah, could have, know. you know, and thought. But uh, you know, and and to to your, to your point too. I mean, fuel prices. It. it I mean, well, and engines then were so inefficient. I mean, sure. Lord have mercy. I'm glad that boat had a 200 gallon tank in it. <laughs> <laughs> There were times I'd I'd get back in and be running on fumes. Oh man, Go on the bait trip. Hey, that's when you know you 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 know charted everything out just right because you get back and fill up and it held 196 gallons. You had four gallons to play with. That, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's cutting her a little close there, bud. Uh, yeah. Well, you made it home. At least you know. At least you knew when your when your five gallons was getting close. You go, well, got one. Got to go home, man. Yeah, and, and then these yeah. new engines now, you burn half the fuel that you did back then. Sure. That's sure. a big plus. It makes a difference. And prices, man, they just uh, fluctuate so much. I mean, you know, it, oh, yeah. like I said, it with the boat price, everything else. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. It's really really hard to forecast. I mean, really, we haven't even opened our, you know. We really don't typically take, uh, you know, your run-of-the-mill charter type stuff. Everyday people tell about June. I mean, May or June if there's a May May season. Yeah. So the last couple of years, we just had to push and push our schedule or open our books up later and later just to see, get closer to what the fuel prices are going to be. Nobody really knows. I mean, it's always just a, a you know, dart-on-the-board type situation. I mean, um, 
you know, we've actually finally this last couple of years, we've had to say, hey, look, you know, it, we'll, this is the price of the trip up to this amount per gallon, you know, and if it goes above that, that's going to be a surcharge. People have been really cool about it. I mean, I've never, you know, that surcharge did never been over a hundred bucks probably, <clears throat> thank God. But, uh, man, I mean, we're doing the same thing this year. We're having to sit back and kind of watch and, you know, I mean, with that being said, the, the motors, you know, even Honda, every, every other, oh, uh, outboard manufacturer has gone up you know, in the last two years and so yeah we have to compensate for that too unbelievably overpriced well if you can call it that i don't know they're high it's it's incredible the, <clears throat> price of it extremely high extremely high you know and i think that some of that stuff is still based on the you know the covid era where you know you couldn't get things the shipping was crazy and this and that i think a lot of that stuff smoothed out but you know well, I, had I don't a guy, know. Buddy just got a got a new engine in a few months ago, and he had to wait thirteen, fourteen months to get that engine for his boat to repower. Golly! Yeah, you know that was through all that COVID era and shipping problems. You know, and plus manufacturing, people weren't working. You know, stay at home, all that junk. It just, boy, it just messed everything up. Boy, I tell you. I mean, it's it's really bad. And I know parts has, have been really tough to come by, too. I mean, luckily, you know, the one good thing about Honda was that they, they had, you know, I don't know if they if they had just a, a, a good shipping route or whatever, but they, you know, there was a few parts that were real tough to get. The majority of the stuff is real easy to get, and, uh, you know, within a couple of weeks, you know, versus some mm-hmm. other, I mean, you know, lower units. Oh, look at Fernando, you know, he he was telling me stories. He had, uh, you know, other outboards in there that he was waiting on parts for six and eight months so he could repair yeah. somebody's engine. Just, you know, just a little old twenty thirty dollar part. Yeah. I mean, so, we're, I mean, all that stuff, we're, we're taking that into consideration this year. And that's, again, I'm always looking at boats. I mean, uh, you know, we got to – shoot <laughs> i mean even in even in my older years i still look at boats and just you know i always get that fever wanting something but i just man i just can't i can't i just can't break right. over and spend that kind of money for something not as old as i am i, I don't want to be tied down to all those high notes and insurance and everything else it's just ridiculous oh yeah yeah it's hard it's to get rid good. of a boat that's paid for you know that's right, man. Like it does everything you need it to do. It may not be as pretty as these new ones, but it's uh, seaworthy. It's and job done. Man, it, it fishes. Fishes good. Yeah. Drifts good. Quiet. You know, all the all the things you want out of a boat. But boy, it'd, it'd be nice to be 20 years younger and just, hey, let's, let's get another one. Let's go for it. <laughs> I think I got. I think I got one more in me. I'm gonna. I, I've, I've one decided <laughs> one more, man. I'm gonna. You know. You know how that goes. But I. I, uh, I think I got one more in me, and honestly, that'll probably be my last one. Uh, you know, unless I go to something bigger. You know, that that's the only trade up is is to do. A, yeah. uh, you know. I mean, if you're gonna change out, you might as well move on up the ladder. Yeah. Absolutely. Go big so, or go home, man. That one good deal comes along, I might jump on, but you know, otherwise I'll kind of be hanging tight till I find one. But 
you know, I mean, to your point too, you know, uh, one one of my first boats that I had was an '89 Redfin. You know, that that Kevlar style setup was was real popular right around that time. I mean, yeah. you know, you, you you could run that sucker up on a oyster bed and and you know push it off and keep on moving fish for the next ten years with it. You know, but yeah. uh, they made those boats real heavy. You know, I remember that I remember that Redfin being real heavy. Right. And. Uh, it was the first one that I, I can remember that Redfin used to have that little step in the back, you know, and that was mm-hmm. the first, first style that I can remember actually having that little step on it. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I, that was my next buy. I, I bought a, uh, a 94, I think, Redfin after that. So I had an 89 that I don't think had that step, and then a 94 actually did. But, yeah, I remember both those boats being real heavy. Loved the fishing. They were great boats, but uh, – Man, that one, uh, the first one I got, the 89, had a Mercruiser Mer- uh, uh, six-cylinder straight inline, real uh, tall sucker. I mean, that was big old, big old tall uh, motor. And, I mean, it was, it was, you know what, it gets you back every time. I mean, that sucker sputtered and putted and, you know, and everything else. About well, the, uh, outboard, the inline six? Is it, yeah, I think it was the inline six. It might have yeah. been a four. I don't know. Big old tall, big old tall uh, motor. Yeah, that was the and, six. Yeah, and uh, it, it 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 always sputtered and and kind of banged around a little bit at first. And, and once you got her going, though, man, she uh she stayed going. Yeah, you just gotta put her on the console and clear the pipes out, clear the throats. <laughs> You know, I'm seeing a lot of that style too come back in, in some of the newer boats, and it, and not much. I, I think that that uh, that Kevlar again, it's such a huge, just in terms of building and, and uh, fiberglass, and that that cloth itself is real thick, so it soaks up a lot of resin. And yeah, it's it expensive. Does, they're expensive, more expensive to build, you know, but they're uh, sure. they're bulletproof. Yeah. And and literally they are because I had Blaine shoot my boat one time with a twenty two just see if it'd go through and it didn't. What? Yeah. Who does that? And and yeah, that's well that that might have had a few Coors lights involved, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And and did it at the waterline. I said you could at least went up. I could have stuck some bubble gum in it or something if it went through. <laughs> He did it right at the waterline. Thank God, that's where it's thicker and stronger. But it just, just knocked the gel coat off, little chip. Wow, wow, oh, that, that is a tank. younger, dumber days back in the day, man. I got you. Well, it gave you a good feeling about your boat. You know, I guess that's a positive. That's it. You know, you know that boat uh, in the Gads Cup. I forget what year it was. I mean, I had a unbelievable day it was the first day we it was always a two-day tournament back then and i think i had i didn't have any redfish but i had uh i weighed my five trout in at the tech city dikes where the weigh-in was and we were fishing trendy bay so we just ran all the way down there by boat and uh weighed in and we came back and i think what i have five trout that went 43 pounds or something i had i've just we walled them out on top waters but anyways, long story short, pulled out there at the ramp, Robbins Park at Smith Point, and I'm pulling back home that evening, and it was uh, it was already dark. And uh, I got in that one curve. It, it was kind of like a little S-curve deal, and the game warden's about a month before that 
two game wardens over in Chambers had flipped their boat in that same curve, and I flipped mine there. My uh, There was a 18-wheeler coming, you know, one of those uh, oil-filled trucks. Sure. And it was coming towards me, and I kind of moved over. That's a real narrow road. And uh, my two axles, you know, on my trailer, the two wheels dropped off the shoulder, and it was a deep drop. And then when it came yeah. back onto the pavement, it started buggy whipping. <laughs> and I'm pulling it with a one-ton truck. And, uh, well, I'm lucky I'm not dead from that. If the if the winch pay, if I'd have had that boat tied down, you know, on the transom, it would it would it would have killed me, I'm sure. But uh, it wow. started buggy whipping, and it finally came off the trailer. And a norther had just hit, and I had a strong north wind. And that bow of that boat, once it broke loose, it caught that wind, and that boat came off the trailer, and went to the other side of the highway, and hit that dried ground, and was just flipping side over side through a barbed wire fence out there in the middle of nowhere. It looked like a beach whale laying out there upside down. I said, well, that boat is totally destroyed. I just put, I mean, a brand-new set of engines on it, and uh, the cowlings were like mush <laughs> from where the oh steering broke, God. and they were just beating each other, to, you know, together. But uh, we got that boat up. I remember I took it to Gillies Marine in Pasadena and had them go through it and check all the stringers. I mean, they went through it. They said, hey, we can't believe this boat's still together. This thing's bulletproof. And I said, it, it really is. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> two days later, I had that boat back in the water running it. And it, well, I'll wow. tell you how hard it hit the two pickup tubes and the gas tank. It broke them yeah. off flush, smooth with the top of the tank. We had to tap those out and put new tubes in there and uh, oh my for pickups. But that's how hard it hit. And, uh, I was back running two days later. That boat was something else, man. Now I that is lucky. a tank. Yeah, I was real lucky. I never, I never put in down there ever again. Never pulled down that road and put in. Wow, wow. Well, now I see your point. I mean, it, that. Uh, I mean, you get a boat just something like that. I mean, you know, you better hold on to that. Yeah, that uh, that boat. Uh, that was very impressive. That I still had a boat under me after that. I figured, well, it's totaled. It, it didn't even hurt it. Wow. Wow. You know, anybody not... listening out there, I just sport vectors. If you, you know, if you find one, you hold on to that one. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right, Jeff, we'll uh, go Texans. we got another week. Still in the yep. playoffs. Definitely, definitely. I've got, I, you know, with that game yesterday, I've got complete hope, man, complete hope. So, Go get them, boys. That's it. Well, hey, if somebody wants to call you about blue water fishing this year, how do they get a hold of you, Jeff? Get a hold of me anytime at 979-417-1013. Go to our website at stsladventures.com. Again, we won't have the uh, booking calendar up probably for another month or two, but we do have some little tuna trips and stuff like that that we do from time to time. So give us a holler, get on the list, and we'll call you when we get uh, good weather windows. So. It's all the time. You got it. We'll have a good Sunday. We'll see you next week. Take care, Jeff. Uh, all right, Mick. Thanks. Later, man. All right, that's Captain Jeff Naylor down in Freeport, minus the rest of the crew this morning. But uh, you're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We're going to take our top of the hour break. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 